0: Feel Good Hemp is the first and only brand to offer high-quality CBD oil products alongside a free platform that offers proven self-help and self-healing techniques, all to help you feel good naturally. Feel Good Hemp was started by Noah and his wife, Danielle, after they used hemp oil and other techniques to save Noah's father from a terminal cancer diagnosis. Now, I heard this story firsthand when I interviewed Noah. It's a real good one, and it's probably the most heartfelt and compelling story I've ever heard about why someone started a CBD company. So Feel Good Hemp is more than just a great place to buy CBD products. It's actually a community of like-minded souls committed to feeling good and doing good. So use coupon code GENIUS33 at checkout to save a third or 33% site-wide on your first purchase. Visit feelgoodhemp.org to shop now and access their free empowerment platform. because he has more to talk about that I've seen so far than any other guest, many different topics. Uh, Dr. Bill McGraw, we've spoken about mercury, we've spoken about graphene oxide, we've spoken about many different things. Uh, Today, we wanted to talk about what's called forever chemicals. Uh, Bill has talked to me about aquaponics and, again, a whole host of interesting subjects. If you like this podcast, I encourage you to listen and search for Dr. Bill McGraw, listen to his other podcasts with me. Again, uh, he's a wealth of information. So welcome back, Bill. Thanks for coming.
2: Thanks for having me back again, Richard. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, no problem. Tell me about what are Forever Chemicals. Tell me about them.
2: Well, Forever Chemicals, uh, the name is pretty daunting. It's known as perfluoral alkyl substances or PFAS. If you go on YouTube, you'll see a couple of videos about PFAS. And the reason they call them Forever Chemicals is because they contain a carbon-fluorine bond that's pretty hard to break down. So they take, well, they say they'll be around forever. In your body and forever in the environment but the truth is you know it'll take at least four years uh, to get rid of about half of the total pifas out of your body and that's if you stop consuming them now the bad news is that uh, pifas can be found all over the place in most all of water sources in the united states and they're in most processed foods and they're in clothes and just an insane amount of different types of products Uh, For instance, um, if you have a product that uh, prevents friction or corrosion, a product that's waterproof, able to withstand heat or it lasts longer, it's resistant to stains and so on and so on, then very likely it contains some sort of PFA compound. Take cosmetics, for instance, Uh, you could probably find uh, most cosmetics contain... Uh, a source of PIFAs. Uh, PIFAs are found in uh, particular paints, artificial grass, foams used to fight fires. And in food packaging, uh, one of the biggest sources of PIFAs and foods is microwave popcorn. And they, they say that's pretty bad for you because it contains all kinds of oxidized compounds to begin with. But I'll tell you, you can find it in just about all kinds of foods and food packaging, and it contaminates all sorts of different types of foods.
0: Is the average person taking on more body of PFAS than versus their clearance rate of them?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're very difficult to get rid of, probably more so than heavy metals. It'll typically, like I said, take about four years to get rid of about half of the PFAS, assuming, of course, that you don't have any more PFAS coming into your body. So that's why they basically call them forever chemicals, because they figure, well, they're just not going to get out of your body uh so you're gonna be accumulating them the entire length of your life and, until you die and geez, I I think it was there was a huge lawsuit in twenty twelve, uh where DuPont, they're the main manufacturers and the main users of uh PFAS, they paid out six hundred and seventy million dollars in twenty twelve uh to people that claim they developed cancer from using uh PFAS, their product and the product well, wasn't that PFAS. um
0: was that the movie Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo? Is that what that was about?
2: Yes. Yes, it was. Now, this sounds incredibly familiar. And if you've listened to the other podcasts that we've done, you'll recognize this. The billion dollars paid out glyphosate, which also caused cancer. And it's going to be one of those compounds that, well, you know, that it just doesn't, it it can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. It's a conspiracy theory. Well, it's a conspiracy theory until somebody takes somebody to court and then they wind up, you know, receiving a billion dollar payout. Then it's not a conspiracy theory. It's... Well, uh, I want want
0: to tell... um listeners i've gotten feedback on a couple of bills podcasts where where past guests were like take me off your podcast i don't want to be associated with this other other guests too when i've I've done uh, interviews on gmos and yep. some of the stuff you're talking about i've gotten a little bit of blowback and i know you have too uh-huh. but yet we're still going to keep doing it i don't you know like someone just saying oh that's that's not science where's the science to back that up so okay. Go ahead.
2: Two things I have to say about that. One is I list all of the sources of information in my articles. You can look at my website at newaquatechpanama.com or just look up Dr. Bill McGraw and a whole bunch of my information will come up. I always list my my resources where I got all my information. So if you have a problem with me, you have to originally go back to that information, read the papers, read the, the books that I've read, and then we can enter discussion. If you do not then there's, I have nothing to say to you. If you're not willing to read and do the work, then I have nothing to say to you. We can't really enter an intelligent conversation. Now, the second thing is these people that complain, the first thing you have to do is go back and, and see what their background is. Who are they? Where did they come from? Do they have degrees? Do they have any experience? Do they have a functioning brain that is fully capable of cognition? And oftentimes, Every single time I find out, no, that's just not true. This person is a bum. They're, you know, what would you call them? A raging liberal. I don't know what you call them these days. But, you know, those are the people that just don't have the intelligence to engage in a conversation that's going to sway opinion, that's going to convince something other than a bunch of nonsense. I mean, it just doesn't pan out. So, you know, I, I have yet to have somebody who's really got some fire to approach me and say, no, this is the reason why I don't agree with your PFAS article. And then you bang out, bang out the stuff. And then the, let me read your sources. I read uh, information from every single kind of science you can imagine. And boy, I eat it for breakfast. And uh, I have no problem engaging in just about converse- any kind of conversation you can imagine. But I don't get those people. I get a bunch of monkeys. I get meatheads that challenge me. And that's, that's kind of sad. It's a waste of time. But I, there you go.
0: Well, the reason I bring it up is that there's a reason why people are attacked on these issues. They don't do it on other issues, but they do it on, on some of these. So I just want people to know that may be a signal that there's something here that's important. So <laughs> going on, I just wanted to bring that up.
2: Yeah, you know what? That's a, that's a great attitude to have. I tell you that rather than uh, something that's uh, negative. But, you know, an important point to make now that you brought that up is that once DuPont paid out $670 million to these people who who claim they developed cancer from using the products, all the DuPont manufacturers had to do was just change the number of carbons or slightly change the PFAS because there is an insane, there's like 400 different PFAS compounds. All they have to do is change, uh, remove one of the carbon molecules, and then it becomes a different compound. Then none of the laws, rules, and regulations apply. And then they can go on using these different compounds in the same way they've done it before, and the, the whole process has to be repeated again. You got to take, you know, Dupont to court, and then you have to, you know, get some sort of law passed. And I'll tell you, the you know, Dupont is a very, very powerful company. You know, just like Monsanto used to be, and of course Monsanto's no, no more. They were bought out, I think, by Bayer, right? And so, you know, that is one of the ways they get around it: is they create these compounds. You know that makes something brighter, shinier, last longer, et cetera. But unfortunately, it, it winds up killing people. It's just—it seems like you know there are other compounds that would break down the environment, but and and not be so toxic to people. But it just—you know—it's a loss of profit that just automatically overrides everything you can possibly imagine. But,
0: well, you know, it's funny. There's another industry that does the exact same thing because uh, you know I've, I've interviewed a bunch of people in the medical marijuana industry. Yep. And in and in smoke shops and things like that, they had years ago spice. Which was some kind of synthetic, you know, weed approximate. They've had, and I and I remember that, you know, there was uh, crackdowns on the different compounds and the, the drug makers, you know, different ones this time. That's all they did too is they would add another carbon, change a bond, you know, and then come out with a substance that kind of did the same thing, but now it wasn't illegal. So it's kind of funny that on both ends of the spectrum you had the same behavior.
2: Absolutely, there's ways around everything, and you got to understand that the dollar is king. And everything else besides that is going gonna, is gonna to play second fiddle. And that's just the way it works. And it's very difficult to keep up with everything that's going on. You really have to do your homework if you want to prevent death from all these different toxicities. Man, we've, we've, we've discussed mercury and aluminum, and I've written books on it. And you're going to find some incredible correlations between PFAS, glyphosates, mercury, aluminum. Uh, it's just uncanny. Even graphene oxide. Take for instance, that PFAS, the main area it accumulates is in the lungs, lung tissue. And you'll find that these different toxic compounds or heavy metals circulate around in the body until they find a tissue that they have the greatest affinity for. Now with aluminum, that would easily be in the brain causing 85% 85 of all the aluminum that actually is absorbed in the body ends up in the brain. Well, most of the PFAS end up in the lungs and so does graphene oxide. Well, graphene oxide, of course, is in your vaccines and they use it so it uh, helps penetrate cells and so on. So it's taken up quicker by the body, but the graphene oxide accumulates in the lungs, causes massive inflammation in the lung tissue, fluid accumulation of what they call pulmonary edema, and it winds up killing people. Well, lo and behold, the PFAs accumulate in the lungs and cause inflammation as well. And sure enough, they are really hard to get rid of. So... Once they're in your lungs, they're going to have a tendency to stay there unless they're actually hacked up or somehow mm. removed, physically removed from the lungs. And, and so this just adds fuel to the fire when we talk about vaccines and, and all the problems uh, associated with death from taking all these different vaccines and the multi-boosters and so on. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about PFAS.
0: Supplementing with hemp CBD products is one of the best things you can do for your overall wellness or to improve conditions like chronic pain, sleep issues anxiety or depression, or other conditions related to inflammation. Feel Good Hemp offers high-quality CBD oil products alongside a free platform of proven self-help and self-healing techniques, all to help you feel good naturally. They're offering our listeners a very generous 33% off their first purchase. Use the coupon code GENIUS33 at checkout, and you'll save 33%. Visit feelgoodhemp.org to shop now and access their free empowerment platform. One quick question before we start on people's so you said they'd take a long time to get rid of, years. So I would expect, like, if you looked at the body burden of PIFAs and people, uh-huh. I guess, you know, when they're born, are they, are they, or first of all, are people born with PIFA body burden from their parents, their mother, and then, second of all, is it just a linear increase throughout their life? And you know, more questions will come from there. Good.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Beef is easily cro- cross the uh, placental barrier, mm-hmm. and uh, they cause all kinds of problems with uh, mutation of DNA. They cause problems with uh, uh, nerve cells and neural uh, transmitters, and then children are born deformed and so on. Same thing happens with the vaccines and and graphene oxide. And so, yeah, epifas are even found in breast milk. So these child, these children are born with a, a epifas burden. Same thing happens with mercury. Okay, mercury easily crosses the placental barrier. Children are born with the mercury burden, I was. And then of course, as they go out through life, what are, the, what are the ways you're going to get uh, mercury? Well, you're going to get it from vaccines and then you're going to get it from what? From fish. And then you become a teenager, you're going to get your mercury amalgam fillings, which, which they're still giving down here in Panama, my wife recently told me. And then what? Then you're going to get probably more vaccines like I did before I went to South Africa. I had 12. Uh, back then, uh, 15, 20 years ago, I didn't know about how dangerous it was. And then it continues, you're eating carnivorous fish and so on. Well, what about uh, the PFAS? Well, the PFAS are very similar. You're going to get, you're going to be born with a PFAS burden when because of the crossing placental barrier. Uh, it may cause all kinds of developmental problems in the embryo. And then you're going to get PFAS from breast milk. Now, where else? Uh, you're going to get PFAS uh, from water. Nearly every source of water in the United States, uh, you can measure PFAS. It costs you about five hundred bucks to to measure it, but you're going to find PFAS in the water. So uh, there's an estimated two hundred million people drinking. PIFAs in their water every day in the tap water in the United States. Now PIFAs are then found in your processed foods, just like uh, one of the biggest sources of aluminum in your diet is going to be from processed foods in particular, your powder foods. Well, PIFAs are in the packaging. And so when you get packaged food, you know, you're talking about anything like pizzas or burgers or, or your microwave popcorns, you're taking in PIFAs that way. So you get it from your drink, you're going to get it from your food, right? What else? Well, a big shocker for me was that you're going to find PIFAs in fish. So, this is the big correlation with mercury that was absolutely a mind blower. You're going to find that just like mercury, the larger fish contain more PIFAs. Now, there is some good news. I don't always be there, I feel like a Grim Reaper. <laughs> Every time I come on talking about this stuff, but you know, the truth is that there is some good news. There's about two to three times more PFAS in the organs of fish compared to the meat. Now, how many people eat organs in fish? Not many people from the United States, but I, I swear I, I lived with a guy who was from Asia. I think he was from Taiwan. And they eat the liver out of fish. It smelled horrible. But he used to eat the liver from fish. It smelled like urine while he was cooking. It chased everybody out of the trailer where we were all living in as graduate students. But uh hey, that's that's pretty crazy stuff. But yeah, you can get a source of PIFAS from from fish. And the way to avoid that is simply to eat fish that are smaller or feed lower on the food chain. Okay, and, and another important thing is that PIFAs basically enter the environment through uh, landfill overflow or being near a uh, an industry or a factory. So they just produce uh, PIFAs and it ends up in the local environment, in particular the soil and water. Vegetables and grains can absorb PIFAs and they end up in the food supply. However, uh, what you'll find is that they're a minor source and that uh, fish can be a major source if you're eating fish every single day you bet it can be a major source of pfas uh, into your body and then it gets stored of course in the in the lungs now obviously you can avoid uh, pfas if you don't eat processed foods how about uh, avoiding it in the water well the good news is if you have a reverse osmosis filter you can filter out 100% of the pfas in the water okay and also if you're using an activated carbon filter you can Filter out about three quarters, at least, if you regularly change your filter. So you can handle the PIFAs in the food by not eating processed foods. You can handle the PIFAs in the water by filtering your water. You can avoid fish uh, just by eating smaller fish or f- eat fish that are that are lower on the food, that feed lower on the food chain. You know, fish that feed on plankton, such as, you know, your sardine types, or maybe similar tilapias, like what we grow here. They predominantly eat algaes, what I grow here in Panama. And the list goes on. A lot of it's just logical, common, common food sources that you're going to consume are going to be fine. They're not going to be high in PFAS, but you know, the processed foods, it always comes down to processed foods being higher in various types of chemicals. And of course, people just consume so much processed foods. Um, I always tease my clients.
0: Okay. So if someone uh, ingests PFAS, can they tell where you have no clue that you've ingested them?
2: Well, you're going to have to stick to your sources and just make you know, the right food choices. Okay. So like all that stuff I just said, but if you want to get tested blood, you can test your blood for, it's going to cost you about 500 bucks, but safe to say, if you live in an industrial country, you're going to have PFAS. There's probably not any way around it other than what I have just, uh what what I've just talked about and the, and the ways of avoiding it. And of course you want to detox from it. It's a bit difficult, you know, because there's no studies, there's no funding on get rid of PFAS or, or, uh, forever chemicals. So in increasing glutathione, I don't know. I couldn't find any studies, uh, using things like, uh, chlorella spirulina, what, what you would use to get rid of mercury out of your body because they're intestinal binders that doesn't work. Sweat therapies are not known to get rid of PFAS. You're, you're supposed to get rid of them through the kidney or through the gastrointestinal tract. And that's where most of them are supposed to go, but they are mm. so difficult to get rid of the carbon fluorine bonds just don't, break down very readily in the body or, or in the soils, in the environment. And the only way you, they do break down in the environment is through an anaerobic bacteria. So you might have a compost heap where they might break down. And in the body, they just have a tendency, once they attach to a tissue, they have a strong affinity for certain tissues like the lung tissue. And they will stay there for about four years before you're going to get rid of half of them. Now, in the meantime, of course, you're taking in more PFAS unless you're very diligent. And this is going to be an everyday thing where you're filtering water. Well, the good news is, if you're filtering water with an activated carbon filter, you're removing things like glyphosate and heavy metals anyway, and so that's a win-win situation. So, if you're very uh, health-minded and you engage in regular health practices, they're going to protect you from a lot of different things. So, that's some of the good news.
0: Okay, how does someone even know that they have people? I mean, I would assume everyone has them in them, unfortunately. But how does someone have their body burden calculated? And what symptoms or problems would someone experience that possibly come from PFAS that they would, you know, attribute to something else or just to be like, oh, I just feel like this.
2: Well, certainly we can talk about the $670 million paid out to people who develop cancer. And that's going to be in areas, I think there was a huge study, 25,000 people in West Virginia and Ohio, I think it was, these people were exposed to PFAS from a DuPont manufacturing plants and they sued and they and obviously they won money but there was a study that showed that the pfas in the blood of people living next to the dupont plant uh, exposed to it and absorbed it and it was seven times higher than what you would find in the average person in the united states the average person in the united states has about 4 parts per billion pfas in their blood and these people obviously had about seven times that about 28 parts per billion of PFAS in the blood that were measured regularly over a long time. And, and so these, you know, it was proven in a scientific research paper that was published and peer reviewed and all that, that these people, you know, suffered a variety of different conditions. One of them is massive amounts of inflammation. Now, all chronic disease is inflammation-based. So what are we talking about? Arteriosclerosis, talking about cancers. You're talking about Alzheimer's. These are all inflammatory conditions from toxicities. And so how else would you know? Well, it interferes with all kinds of metabolic functions. So we're talking about a decrease in ATP production decrease in the ability of mitochondria to make ATP, which is basically the new idea of how cancer uh, develops in the human body. But what else? It's going to deteriorate your kidneys. It's going to deteriorate your liver tissue, cause distortion of calcium levels and platelet membrane function, which obviously is going to increase cardiovascular disease. You know, and they also have interactions with heavy metals, glyphosate, graphene oxide, they all do the same thing. They all end up in a lot of the same places. They attach to proteins. They get transferred. They go into your brain. They cause metabolic functions, destroy nerve cells, wind up making it very easy for other toxins to accumulate in the body. It makes it very hard for you to uh, get rid of them once they get into your liver and the kidneys and they damage them. Well, then you're not getting rid of toxins because these are the organs that remove toxins. Of course, they, the PFAS easily cross the blood.
0: So Bill, a couple of questions here. The, the levels... That people are burdened by sound what is it the parts per billion level yep is there even testing to see uh, yep. what your body burden of pfes are and where would you yeah. get such testing?
2: yeah you can go to well there's special facilities you can go to you know and it's variable but it costs you five hundred dollars to get your blood checked so not many people are going to put that kind of money out safe to say if it's in every single water source you're going to have pfas in your body it's just how much uh, you know if it 's down to the average person in the united states it 's four parts per billion if you near, live near a pifa 's plant you 're eating a lot of processed foods uh, you 're going to get uh, twenty or thirty parts per billion it 's going to cause inflammatory conditions and potentially cancer and so on so uh, you can measure it in your blood and the blood would be an indication of the body burden. Obviously, you're not going to be able to go inside your lungs and cut out a tissue sample, but, uh, obviously in your blood's going to give you an indication of, of how much PFAS you have floating around in there. Um, and like I mentioned before that in this, in this podcast is that if you're avoiding all these other toxins by being health conscious, you're likely avoiding PFAS. Don't eat processed foods. They're, they're horrific for you. I mean, look at, I got one for you. Have you ever walked into a subway lately? It's not even bread anymore. It's cardboard. I did it one time just to see what it yeah. was like. And it's not even bread anymore. Well, you can imagine what's in there. There's probably PIFAs in the dang bread. I mean, how do I know it's, well, in one, it's not food?
0: Yeah, one one question here though. So it sounds like a lot of people don't know anything about PIFAs. The test yeah. is expensive to get. Right. Most doctors I highly doubt would even think to do it. And right. then if you brought it up, probably a whole nother them would say, Oh, you're crazy or you know, it hasn't been proven. Right. So I would think that people would only discover this after probably years of having whatever problems they have, and there Mm -hmm. seems to be no solution. And maybe finally they come to this and they say, all right, maybe it's this. But this definitely doesn't seem like um, something that most people are going to be aware of at all.
2: That's correct. But, you know, let's look at what's just, uh, you know, we can go on with the correlations. If you're health conscious, you're going to avoid processed foods. Processed foods are one of the main sources of aluminum into the human body. If you're filtering your water, you're going to to remove uh, aluminum. Well, if you're filtering your water and avoiding processed foods, you're also going to avoid the main avenue of PFAS into the human body. If you're looking at you know, the local industry, if you have a DuPont plant near you, uh, be very careful. They're, if they're using PFAS, creating PFAS, uh, you know, chances are there's going to be PFAS in the local environment and you're going to have to be careful whatever food is grown there. You're going to have to be careful about the upper level carnivores are going to contain way more PFAS than the lower level. So you're going to have to be conscious. Well, the same darn thing happens with mercury. The higher level carnivorous fish contain 10 to 100 times more mercury than the lower level fish that are feeding on algaes. It's the same story. The same thing happens. You know, the same lawsuit the same health problems, the same way to avoid these things. So, you know, if you do, if you filter your water, you avoid processed foods, you eat organic, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be avoiding all this different types of junk rather than just one thing. So I, you know, I have a tendency to think that there's a certain number of rules, which we've discussed in, <laughs> in many podcasts. This is my tenth with you. Uh, you know, if you listen to that stuff, follow the rules. There's rules and regulations. I came up four ways to avoid mercury and, and eating fish. Well, you know, the same things can be said for PFAS, the five ways to avoid PFAS in your in getting into your body, which is, you know, filter your water, avoid processed foods, don't eat carnivorous fish, be aware of local industry manufacturing, dumping a ton of junk into the into local environment and so on and so on. So there's a way out of this. It's not easy. You're going to have to be very conscious. You're going to have to be somewhat disciplined. Not to, you know, get rid of the microwave popcorn. No one's ever said, hey, you know, you need to eat four bags of microwave popcorn a week and, and to prevent cancer. No, nobody's going to say that. Everyone's going to say, look, it's not good for you. It's just, There's no way in hell it's good for you. Don't eat it. All right. Make your own dang popcorn. It's not that hard, you know, stay away from the microwave. Yeah. It's not good for you. So those those are some ideas there of how to avoid it and how to deal with it.
0: Have you worked with any individuals where you, you know, they, again, they've tried everything they're just still inflamed or not feeling well. And, you know, you, you led them through testing or they got testing for PIFAs and then you, you work with them specifically to develop a protocol or is this just, you know, know, yet another thing to work on?
2: That's a good question. You know, I do pick up plastic derivatives. I do pick up plastic derivatives in people using Rife Technology scans. It'll say plastic detox or something along those lines, and, and that frequency will be associated with plastic derivatives in the body. And that could be a BPA and so on. Right now, I can't even find. I just did a search in, in the Spooky2 software, which is the Rife Technology I, I've been using every day for the past six years on people to heal people from chronic disease. And I have a course I'm now teaching, it's on my website. I do one-on-one instruction teaching people about how to use Rife technology and how to interpret results from scans of rife technology. Well, unfortunately they haven't gotten around to really looking at that. Here's the bad news. If if there was a if there was a frequency to identify PFAS in the human body, that frequency would change as soon as the carbon molecule changes. So in other words, the frequencies are so incredibly specific when talking about a compound that if I was to use remove one carbon atom from the compound, then it would change the frequency. So if there's 400 people compounds and they're making new ones all the time to avoid getting in trouble, it means that we need constantly need to make new frequencies. So I'd have to bring it up with John White, who I know very well, and I've done three interviews with Uh, I'd have to bring it up with him and then he's got to, you know, find his engineers and his scientists to come up with a frequency for a particular chemical and so on. But it's not easy. It's, it's an insane amount of work. And there's tens of thousands of frequencies in my database that I use to, to heal people from all kinds of chronic disease. It's a, it's a lot of work. It really is. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you in regards to readily, more readily identifying the PFAS, you know, in terms of scans and treatments and so on. But. You know, follow Mm. the recommendations and you'll very likely avoid PFAS.
0: With all the different modalities you know of and all the different sources of toxicity, have there been a significant number of people that you just can't figure out what's wrong? Or are you getting closer to the point where you can pretty much help everybody, at least to some degree?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I would have to say that every person I send out for a heavy metal test that has something wrong with them in terms of chronic disease, it always comes back positive. There always comes to uh, the point where there's mineral deficiencies. And of course, the three, you know, the three sources of chronic disease are mineral deficiencies, uh, poor uh, cell membranes, because you're eating the wrong types of fats, like so- oxidative fats and processed foods. And then the third one, of course, is parasitic overload in the human body, resulting in uh, immune system depression, resulting in inflammation, cancer, and so on, so on. So those three things that you could say, but, you know, most everybody comes back with heavy metals. And then, you know, I can relate it to their diet. Their diets are generally poor. They're overweight. They could have problems, liver toxicities. I pick up all that stuff in the scans. And eventually you come, you come down to the point where you're going to fix them. You know, you do this, I do the same thing every time. I get rid of the parasites, bad bacteria, and viruses. That's the easiest and best thing I can do for people that engage in rife technology with me. Then we do diet changes if we have to. We avoid processed foods. We do detox. Detoxes consist of sweat therapies. And then you're going to engage in intestinal binders such as chlorella, spirulina, potentially activated carbon, potentially some zeolites, maybe. Okay. And then the third thing is the liposomal glutathione, liposomal vitamin C. And everybody should be taking vitamin C at this point because of all the problems with the immunology going on right now and toxicities. It's in the air, it's in your water, it's in the food. So uh, liposomal vitamin C is a godsend in terms of being able to increase glutathione in the human body. Of course, glutathione is the body's master antioxidant, master chelator. And of course, it's the master thing that's going to bind and remove toxins from the body. And so liposomal vitamin C is your one of the antioxidants protecting us from damage from chemicals and damage from heavy metals. And of course, it promotes a uh, immun- immunological boost, and it helps us get rid of uh, chemicals through the glutathione. So those are some of the things that I go about in just about every single person. The only person I can't really help is the end uh, fully metastasized fourth stage cancers. That have gone throughout the entire body because as I'm killing all this stuff, it it builds up tremendous amounts of toxicities in the human body. As you kill cancer cells, the cancer cells release things like parasites, heavy metals, viruses into the body, which then overwhelm the body. There's buildup of edema, there's nausea, there's pain, there's just a tremendous amount of inflammation. And having to treat all those detox symptoms from all the cancer cells that I kill is sometimes overwhelming. And much of the time, uh, some of the time, they just give up. The person gives up and say, look, I can't do this anymore. And some, if they're religious, a lot of times they'll come to me and say, look, God told me it's time for me to go. And I'm not, a, I'm not the kind of fellow that's going to argue with the Almighty. And so I have to accept that there is limitations as to what I can do. Uh, in terms of end, uh, late fourth stage fully metastasized cancers. Otherwise in that skin cancers are easy. They're a joke. The coronavirus is a weak virus. It's a joke. Uh, when we get into the second and third stage cancers, if the person is younger, then they have the ability through their organs, which have not been damaged, to be able to remove the toxins that are created by killing cancer cells. Otherwise than that, these is the best thing I do for people to kill bad bacteria, viruses, and parasites, which results in removing a stress to the immune system. And they just, the, the, the quality of life improves, they their sleep gets better. uh, They're happier. Their complexion is better. uh, They, they heal from chronic diseases. And there's just a whole slew, you know, things like anxiety, depression, uh, insomnia, all improve over time. And, you know, eventually I say, I, one day I look at them and say, look, I can't find anything wrong with you. Get out. I don't want to see you again. If you have a problem, come back and see me. Otherwise I don't want to know you. So that's kind of of the the story of what I do and how I go about my work anyway, in a nutshell, as they say.
0: Yeah, well, we're good. Bill, how can people start to engage with you in a positive way and to Uh get some of your insights? Do you do do courses? Is there a website? Uh Like, what's the best way for people to reach out to you?
2: Okay. Uh, Just go to my website, New Aqua Tech Panama. That's N-A-W-A-Q-U-A-T-E-C-H-P-A-N-A-M-A.com. And then you'll see uh, links to my books, my EPUBs, my interviews, my podcasts, and so on. I've got two books available on Amazon, one on mercury toxicity, one on aluminum toxicity. I've got The EPUBs are on glyphosate and uh, forever chemicals and graphene oxide and so on and so on. And there's probably 50 interviews you're going to find. My latest, probably, that I've done the most work on most recently is through sarahwestall.com. I write articles for her regularly and do podcasts with her. And she's a blast, just like you. Always a good time. And so people can get in touch with me. Right now, I'm instructing people on how to use the Spooky2 software, interpret the scan results, how to go about detoxing. I uh, consult regularly using Skype or Zoom or sometimes even WhatsApp. And that's how you can get a hold of me. My email is on the website, contact information on the website, you know, and that's that's the best way to go about getting a hold of me.
0: Well, very good. Tenth times the charm. So Dr. Bill, thanks for coming back. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks very much for having me, Richard. I look forward to doing it again.
0: Remember, before you go, supplementing with hemp CBD products is one of the best things you can do for your well-being. Get your CBD from a company that cares and offers you holistic support in your healing or wellness journey. Feel Good Hemp is giving our listeners 33% off their first purchase. You can use coupon code GENIUS33 at checkout to save 33% site-wide. Visit feelgoodhemp.org to shop now and access their free empowerment platform.